This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Well, well, well. Here we go, Raider Nation. Next couple hours should be interesting here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Demond Cotton, behind the the wheels of steel. Your boy, Q, here. We're in the home studio today. And I'll say, man, you always have a plan. We always have a plan going into this show. And then all of a sudden it changes quick, fast, and in a hurry. I was so excited today. We already had planned. Myself and Demond have been talking all night last night what we were going to do and going to make these moves and going to have this interview, that interview, or the other interview on the show. Excited. And then all of a sudden today happened. And, well, you just have to pivot. You got to keep your head on a swivel, and you got to go ahead and, and make some changes. So we were expecting to have former Raider fullback Oren O'Neill, the interview I did with him last night on uh, on the show today. Great interview. Great interview. I'm just going to tell you, without you hearing the interview, it's great. And, Damon, what else is the interview? Long. <laughs> I know that's the right answer. Yeah, buddy. That is definitely the right answer. It is long. It is lengthy. Whatever you want to call it, that's what it is. And so No with, stone was left unturned. <laughs> at all. At all. But it was a very good conversation. I'm very excited about bringing it to the table. I can't wait till we get to play it. But the problem is... There's too much going on, so we would be remiss if we just decided to go ahead and play it and uh, and not get into the conversation of the day, which is, of course, Aaron Rodgers signing a massive deal in Green Bay, Devontae Adams being franchise tagged by the Packers, which is no surprise, uh, but most likely with the, the deal that Aaron Rodgers signed or is signing, that's going to clear up enough cap space and the, the Packers will clear up enough cap space to get a long-term deal with Devontae Adams done. So basically that door looked like it closed earlier today. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. The Raiders will just have to go ahead and do something else. That was a good idea. It sounded great. You know, it, it, would, it would have been a hell of a weapon for uh, for Derek Carr if it was ever possible. But it was a long shot. Everyone knew it was a long shot from the beginning, right? But Q, he bought a house in Vegas. Oh, you knew I never bought into that one. I was not one of those that, uh, that, that signed up for that conversation. I was not one of those guys. Uh, now, I did think it was a hell of an idea. I thought, hey, man. If the Raiders can find a way to make that happen, go go for it. You know, and I, I still uh, actually think it's a, a okay idea. Hey, you know, if, if he doesn't have a long term deal done and they want to go make a trade for him, given the information that we found out, why not go for it? Again, I have no problem. But it just I, I don't see that happening. And then to double down on the news for Raider Nation, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. That that one I didn't see that one coming. I'm not going to lie to you. And I know that there have been a lot of rumblings that, you know, Seattle said he wasn't going anywhere. That's always a kiss of death when they're like, he's not going to get traded. He's not going to get traded. That's a kiss of death. I know Washington had inquired and really wanted to go out there and get there, you know, get, get a, get an uh, opportunity to get Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks had said no, but for the Seahawks to trade him to the Denver Broncos, all of a sudden that made the division that much tougher. You've got Mahomes twice. You've got Herbert twice. You've got Wilson twice. And, and, of course, those teams, they got Derek Carr as well. They got to face Derek Carr. So, I mean, that's a tough, tough division that is uh, now assembled, the AOC West. So, 
You know, you you can. It's so funny. I've been seeing so many Raider fans and Charger fans arguing back and forth, like who who has the third best quarterback, who has the fourth best. You know what I mean? Like that's been the argument. It hasn't been. Bronco fans are like, oh, we're cool. Chiefs fans are like, we're cool. But Raider fans and Charger fans, and I've been seeing on Twitter a lot. So I was included on one one little conversation. Everyone's going back and forth now. Like, well, what has Carr done? Well, what has Herbert done? Well, Herbert lost this game. Carr won that game. I mean, it's just it's so funny. At the end of the day. The division is damn tough. That's what I do know. Best division in football. And I would have no problem saying that. I would have no problem saying that when you've got the Chiefs, you've got the Broncos, you've got the Chargers, and you've got the Raiders, and you've got all those those hired guns. Those those arms that you have behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, those are all tough, tough quarterbacks. Now, the thing about it is, what are the Raiders going to do to be like the – the next move, you know, to counteract what Denver has done. Because Denver has put themselves in the conversation. They put themselves in the conversation as, hey, uh, we ought to be a team that people believe are favored to win the AFC West. They did. And I believe Russell Wilson's that damn good. And we could argue that back and forth. That's fine. Some people don't believe it. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Russell Wilson's a winner in my book. So that's a a conversation that we'll have, and I'm sure we'll argue it a lot. But uh, the proof will be in the pudding. You know, when the season rolls around and these teams are, are going up against each other, Multiple times a year, you know, I mean, it's going to be one hell of a, a, a year and the division is going to be a tough, tough division. So with all that being said, coming up on the show today, matter of fact, in a couple minutes, we got Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos. We had him on just a few weeks ago talking about, you know, what the plan is if Aaron Rodgers is not the guy that they land at the quarterback position. Well, the Broncos didn't land him. But they got Russell Wilson. Again, I didn't see that coming, but he's going to join us coming up at 2.10. At 3 o'clock, always on Tuesdays, we have John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He'll talk all things NFL. He'll talk Packers. He'll talk the Seahawks. He'll talk the Broncos. He'll talk what's going on with Calvin Ridley and the Atlanta Falcons. He'll talk about what's going on with Deshaun Watson because all of a sudden, he looks like the best quarterback available. And he ain't really available. Woo! He got court coming up soon, though. Friday. Yeah. He's got court coming up on Friday, so that's going to say... That's gonna say. Uh, that's gonna say a lot. I mean, that is that. That's gonna say a lot. So we'll we'll uh, we'll dive into all things NFL with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle coming up at three o'clock. Then Daniel Kaplan from the Athletic will join us at three thirty just to get, kind of give us an update on what's going on with the the John Gruden lawsuit. And he put out a really good piece on on the Athletic talking about John Gruden uh, not really believing the fact that. You know, the NFL says that they're all about social justice and everything, but yet Brian Flores has to have a lawsuit against the league because they're not hiring people, uh, you know, minorities and everything. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's interesting. I like how they're both using each other right. in their lawsuits. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. They're both kind of uh, playing off of each other, and I know that when we kind of dove into the John Gruden lawsuit when it first happened, uh, we all knew that, hey, you know, both of these lawsuits kind of play off of each other a little bit. So uh, we'll get an update from Daniel Kaplan coming up at 3.30. So we got a lot to get to. I know, Raider Nation, you want to chime in. I got a question that I do want to throw out there. With the news of Wilson going to the Broncos, what would you like to see the Raiders do as a counter move? And with that being said, how do you think the Raiders now stack up in the AFC West? It's pretty simple. You know, where do you think that the Raiders stack now? Now, now? now that you know who the quarterbacks are in the AFC West as of right now, how do you think the Raiders stack up, and what kind of counter move would you like to see them make? I'll say this. I'll start things off. The counter move I'd like to see them make, I'd like to see them go very aggressively after some defense. I'd like to see them go aggressively after J.C. Jackson. I think that with those, those guns that you have in the AFC West now with Mahomes, Wilson, and, and Herbert, you're going to need some damn good defense. 
I know some people have suggested, make sure you keep Casey Hayward in town. Look, I think you need some real deal guns. I mean, straight up. So I uh, want, want you to kind of think about that question again. With Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, what would you like to see the Raiders do as a counter move? And how do you think they now stack up in the AFC West? So you hold on to that. You can hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword r Right now, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And to start off the opening drive today on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, bring in my friend, I call him my brother, Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. And Cody, I, I have to assume that it's a really good day in Broncos country. You know, it certainly is here, Q. Now, this morning, look, I can tell you this. It's been a wild day. I've recorded three podcasts today (laughs) just because of all the stuff that's been going on. This morning, you know, there was the announcement by Aaron Rodgers that he was going to be returning to Green Bay, and it was between Green Bay and Denver. And then all of a sudden, you know, after that, we had to record the reaction to that. And then that gets thrown out the window because the Russell Wilson news happened at the top of the afternoon. What a wild day. Q, I mean, it's not even free agency yet, and today feels... (laughs) More wild than what I anticipate free agency will be like next week. It feels like uh, Christmas when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you get that anti- that gift that wasn't anticipated and you're like, man, my mama sure did do it. Yes. Mama hit that one out the park. You know what I mean? I mean, just I, Cody, I got to ask you, man. We talked a couple weeks ago about Aaron Rodgers and what the backup plan was if he was not a Denver Bronco. How, how long has Russell Wilson been on your radar or was he? Well, he was always the Broncos' plan B option, which I think you make the argument he could be plan A. You know, I think longevity-wise, you're probably going to get more out of Russell Wilson in terms of how many years he wants to play. I mean, he's been on record as saying he still wants to play another 10 years in this league queue. And if he, like, the the amount of money he spends on his body, his nutrition, I I mean, there's no question about it. If he could stay upright, if the Broncos' offensive line could keep him upright, he could play another 10 years in the NFL question is, is it going to be at the Denver Broncos? I think right now there was two years left on his deal with Seattle, so I think Denver will more than likely look to extend him a little bit longer. We saw Aaron Rodgers just reset the, the quarterback market value. Russell Wilson will probably reset it here in two years. Do you think it will be two years, Cody, or do you think that he's going to want to get that addressed sooner rather than later, and how much will Rodgers' deal that he just agreed to, how much will that affect that deal? You know, it actually, I mean, it could happen before the start of the season, Q. I mean, I honestly would not be surprised if that's the case. I mean, the Broncos, they've been trying to figure out the quarterback situation for the last seven years. To the standpoint, want to just have two years and then be in the same exact boat that they were in. I think that the Broncos will go all in to extend Russ long-term and keep him around where he probably will retire as a Denver Bronco. Makes a lot of sense. We're talking right now with Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos, been covering the Broncos for a long time. And, and Cody, as far as the compensation goes, I mean, the, the Broncos, in my opinion, gave up a lot, but it wasn't that much when, it, when you consider what they're getting back, Russell Wilson. They get Russell Wilson in the fourth rounder. They give up two first rounders, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. So with that being said, what does the team around Russell Wilson look like right now as it's constructed? 
Well, you know, as it is, the the offense is pretty well established at this point. You know, yes, now there's going to be a question at what are they going to do at tight end? Could they maybe pursue a guy like Robert Tunyon in free agency with the ties to Hackett and Justin Outen? But the question is, you know, what are they going to do at that position, especially when they don't have a draft pick in this year's first round or in the second round? I know they have another second-round pick. I'm still waiting on clarification if the, if the two second-round picks are all this year or if one's this year and one's next year's. But then outside of that, the Broncos have Javante Williams. You have Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick, who you just extended on three-year deals. And you have Jerry Judy on a rookie contract. Not to mention, you have KJ Hamler on a rookie contract. He's coming off of ACL surgery. They have all the talent around Russ and a pretty solid offensive line. Though there are some questions at center. Is, you know, is Lloyd Cushenberry going to be the guy? Or are they going to move Graham Glasgow from guard to center and put Quinn Miners and obviously start him at right guard? Uh, you know, and right tackle is kind of up in the air right now. I imagine Denver is going to address those in free agency. Talking right now with Cody Work, host of Locked On Broncos here on NSA Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, Cody, last decade we saw the Broncos swing big with the home run and get Peyton Manning. Haven't had the quarterback position figured out since then. What is it about the Broncos that they go all in on the quarterbacks? They say, hey, we want a Hall of Famer or nothing. Oh, you know, I tell you what, it's an interesting question because you know, you think about it, the Broncos' history, they've never taken time to actually develop a franchise quarterback. And John Elway's probably the exception. John Elway obviously won the Super Bowl. But between John Elway and their last Super Bowl win, you know, they went through a wide variety of different quarterbacks. They went through the Jay Cutler, who Josh McDaniels, I know you guys are now going to be very familiar with him, <laughs> traded Jay Cutler away, for, and they got Kyle Orton. I mean, I don't know how that actually happened. I, I would have vetoed that if I was David Stern here in the NBA. But, you know, outside of that uh, – it's just, I don't know what it is about Denver that's appealing. Obviously, for Peyton Manning, you know, for him, coming off of Indianapolis where they drafted Andrew Luck and they were like, hey, you know what, we're going to go with the future here. Peyton felt discarded. He had a wide variety of suitors. It was something about what the Broncos organization did, the foundation that Pat Bowen obviously has instilled as an owner. It was something that was comfortable for Peyton Manning. And now that foundation is in place here with George Peyton as the GM. I imagine it's pretty easy for Russell Wilson to come over. Plus the promise and all the potential. I mean, Denver, I think, has a playoff roster on paper. However, their biggest issue was quarterback. They simply just didn't have a guy that could get them there. Now they got the quarterback there. Now can they do some damage if they can make it to the playoffs? But, man, this AFC West division is unbelievably stacked. It is a gauntlet from the – I mean, it doesn't matter like who the number one quarterback is. It is going to be an absolute gauntlet here this season inside the West. No, it really will. It's so funny. I've been noticing. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter as well. I've been seeing Raider and Charger fans going back and forth on, like, who's the third best quarterback in the division. You know, everyone's <laughs> talking about, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson. It's like, well, Justin Herbert's better than Carr. Well, Carr's better than Herbert. And, I mean, it's just it's so much it's so much back and forth, Cody. But at the so end of the day, so it's it's four damn good quarterbacks in this division. I mean, this is one of those that is, like you mentioned, it's, it's really going to be a gauntlet each every week out in the division i mean yeah i mean this is like a unicorn approach with the entire division or how often is it that you get a division that has elite quarterbacks in it i mean that is unbelievable it's rare that we saw that you know we talked about the nfc west last year really being the best division in football i mean they didn't have the best quarterbacks in football they had russ and they had obviously kyler murray who's an up-and-coming rising star in the national football league but this is truly the wild wild west where all the teams have talent they have potential, and now they all have quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks at that. 
that will obviously lead them, I think, to maybe some potential playoff runs going forward. Look, and I'll tell you like this, and I'll read off the stats to you, and I know stats don't tell the whole story, but ESPN's uh, QBR stat, the AFC West has four of the top 12 rated returning quarterbacks. Herbert, number three, Mahomes, number five, Carr, 11, and Wilson, 12. I mean, it really doesn't get any better than that, Cody, when you got the top 12 or four of the top 12 right there in the same division. I mean, that's that's a heck of a division. And I wanted to ask you about George Payton. Uh, he's, the, he's the GM there in Denver. Uh, you've always said and, and had really good remarks about Payton. When he goes and pulls a move like this, what does this tell you about the way that he wants to operate and how he wants to uh, get this team headed in the, in the direction? You know, I think the philosophy, you can, you can see and you get the vibe. He wants to win championships. You know, he wants to preserve the culture that the Denver Broncos had in, in 1997, 1998, obviously with, uh, with Pat Bowen. But also at the same time, it's just building a roster. And, and you know, for him, they want to build uh, and, you know, draft and develop players for the future. They want to get these first-year, you know, first-year players and obviously guys that they drafted eventually to second-year, you know, I mean, second-span uh, contracts for them as an organization. That's the goal there. And I think that player development is such a huge part for what Payton sees. But it's also around the NFL, around the league with other executives. He is well-respected, and, and many you know, the NFL agents say he's the most trustworthy executive that they've interacted with in the NFL. That's a lot of high praise for a guy that obviously last year was his first year as a GM, nailed it with the NFL draft, added in a lot of talent, uh, you know, especially in free agency. And now, you know, George Payton, a lot of the question was, was he passing on Justin Fields? Was that going to be a move that's an indictment on him? Well, now they have their quarterback, and now the Patrick Sertan moves look, I mean, it looks even more brilliant at this point. So uh, I think Denver's in a really good uh, position right now. But, man, I can't, I can't help but say, you know, the AFC West is going to be fun in football. And I don't know. I don't know if the scenario is ever unlikely, but I was going to say, hey, with the additional wild card round, I don't know if you can have four teams in one division representing. But if so, I wouldn't be shocked if it was the AFC West. Good point. Hey Cody, and I've got to ask when it comes because Q thinks that they gave up a lot. It was a good, it was a fair trade, but I think the Seahawks got hosed on this one because you're getting back Drew Locke. He's definitely. I I don't think that the Seahawks fans want him to be the starter. Shelby Harris is 30 years old, and Noah Fant has two back to back 60 60 reception seasons. Are the players that the Seahawks are getting back are they worth it? Is this fair compensation for the players that they're getting? I think Seattle's getting some really good players here. Now, here's the thing. I want to provide some clarity here on Drew Locke and also on Noel Fant. Pat Schirmer's offense was one of the worst things, I think, to ever happen to the Denver Broncos in franchise history since Josh McDaniels ruined the franchise. But now, you know, McDaniels... That's how you really feel. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, that's just really how it is. His offense was so bad. His, Noel Fant's average depth of target in Pat Schirmer's offense, Q, was four yards. That's not good enough for a guy of his size. Now, I think that in Seattle, he has an opportunity to continue to grow as a player. A big year for him, obviously, coming up on the fifth-year option. But for Drew Locke, it's really an audition for him. I mean, Seattle, they're getting all these draft picks. It's a chance for them to rebuild, especially considering the massive haul that they gave up for the, the Jamal Adams trade. They have a chance to make things back here in one to two years. And, heck, you know what? Drew Locke could be the guy eventually. You never know. Like I said, there's things about Drew Locke's game he has to improve on, his decision-making and some of the processing stuff. But the physical talent is there. And I tell you what, it could be the perfect storm in Seattle. No pun intended. I'm really excited about that. I'm bummed out about Shelby Harris, who I've had the opportunity to develop a really close relationship with, a great player, great human being on and off the football field. 
they're going to get disruptor at the defensive end position here. Uh, you know, I wish them all nothing but the best. You know, and yeah, I think it's a big haul that Seattle got. I don't think it's a, you know, like, well, they, well, they just, they, they made out like bandits, but they also got the draft picks. I mean, they got players, but they got drafts, draft picks. They got two ones, two twos. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's important. I mean, that's, if you hit on the, you got to hit on the picks, though. As we all know around here, you got to hit on the picks. If you don't hit on the picks, they ain't worth the salt. Easier said than done. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. But that's, that's the key. That's what I'm saying. If they do that, that is a big thing. Now, Cody, I got, as we wrap this up, I got the biggest question for you, the most important question. And I don't know because I've never been to Denver. Is there a hot spot where Sierra can get her residency on or she could perform? Is it is it the light district? Is that what it's called? I think I saw that on Bar Rescue. Is that where she's going to be at now? <laughs> I have no clue. I tell you what, though. Downtown Denver is a beautiful place. You know, like just the vibes, the people. It's a great place to be, you know. And uh, there's also Ball Arena. I mean, she could perform where the Nuggets play. Obviously, they have an MVP player in the Kobe Jokic who's just dominating the NBA right now. And then you have Empire Field a mile high. You can obviously put on some performances there. It's going to be fun, man. I, I, you know, I'm absolutely stoked about it, Q. I'm excited for our crossovers because, hey, we get to talk about two really good teams going into 2022. The AFC West is, is good for football right now inside the entire NFL. And look, hey, Von Miller, he said he wants to return to Denver. Will it happen too? Man, that is going to be icing on the cake. For George Payton, if that's the case. You know what? I think DeMond wanted to ask you about that. You know what? Not that Von Miller, do you think that maybe there's some collusion? That This is tampering. He twi- he puts out the tweet, <laughs> hey, I kind of want to go back to Denver. Russell Wilson gets traded to Denver the next day. I think he knew it was up. I, I think the league should veto it if he signs back. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I feel like there was something, too. I thought about that as a coincidence as well. I was like, Von tweeted all this stuff out yesterday, but now all of a sudden, you know, here's this move that happens the next day. Vaughn definitely knew something was up. I, you know, he and Russell Wilson are super close. Right. I imagine that's probably spoiled the, you know, spoiled the news for him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and on top of that, Russell Wilson had a no trade clause that he had to, he had to uh, approve of the trade. So obviously, he already knew what was going on. I mean, it's not like he wasn't involved in this. And, and Cody, I know I keep saying that that's the final question, but I have one more because I did get a tweet about the the Broncos' offensive line and it not being very good. How much of a concern is the offensive line for you? I'm, I'm not too concerned about it here, Q. You know, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of people want to say, hey, the Broncos, they don't really have a lot of star power on the offensive line in terms of name. Teddy Bridgewater held on to the ball a little too long last season. That's not necessarily on the offensive line. There were times where O-Lyman got beat. Bobby Massey was at right tackle. You know, there was a couple times he gave up the sack. But for the most part, it was an improved offensive line, and they had two really dynamic rushers in both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. They have a power running game there, and they're also going to have a quarterback that gets the ball out of his hands quickly, and they have the playmakers to do it. I don't think that's much of an issue here. I think he's heading into a better situation with an offensive line in Denver than he had in Seattle. Well, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. I know uh, the Bronco fans are really happy about the acquisition of uh, Russell Wilson. We'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, one thing I do know is the AFC West got that much tougher today, and so it's going to be a hell of a division when it's time to see uh, the actual games unfold on the field. Cody, thank you so much. What you got coming out on uh, Locked On Broncos? Obviously, a lot of rust talk, but I, I, you got so much going on. Uh, what's all coming up that we could be on the lookout for? Man, I tell you what, you know, we're continuing to react to the Russell Wilson trade news, but more importantly, how it impacts the Broncos at tight end, especially, you know, considering the fact that they got rid of Noel Fant, who's a former first-round pick, obviously in the 2019 draft. And then you factor in, too, what are they going to do at right tackle and defensive end? How do they fill the holes that were left with the players they had to give up in this year's trade? We take a look at a lot of that and much more on Lockdown Broncos. There it is. Well, Cody, thanks so much, my man. You know, I appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll be talking soon. 
Absolutely cute. Appreciate you, my man. No doubt. No doubt. There he goes. Cody Rourke. That's my guy right there. Locked on Broncos. Does a hell of a job on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. And uh, my guy Richard on Twitter uh, believes that uh, Cody is, is, is a homer. He said their offensive line is trash and run D is a sieve. I'll say this. I don't believe that because I've talked to Cody so many times over the years and Cody will tell it how it is. I think it's a guy that's excited about getting Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Exactly. Nobody wants to cover bad teams. I mean, think about the quarterbacks that they've had for the longest in Denver. You think this ain't a day where they're doing backflips? I mean, when he, the, I was, I was thinking about the Teddy Two Glove slander a little bit, but then I was like, no, it's not. He slander. was never good. He did. He leave. was never good. I've been slandering Teddy Bridgewater since he was in Minnesota. I know that's fine. That was before the knee injury. But this past season, when he had that drive that was like ten minutes, twenty some plays, and they didn't even get a field goal. Right. That was like, all right, it's a wrap. Yeah. No, Teddy Bridgewater has just never been that good. Even when he was in Minnesota, like I said, before the knee injury, he was decent. He was good. Decent at best. At best. He was not great. He was not great. I remember sitting at a game in the Oakland Coliseum, man. It was my, me, my mom, uh, James Arcelana. He was sitting there with, uh, right around the corner from us in, in the Coliseum watching that game. I, start, I think it started even raining. And I, I know, matter of fact, the Raiders lost that game in Minnesota. But I was like, man, this Teddy Bridgewater dude is not very good. Adrian Peterson had his way with the Raiders that day, but it's just like, man, this dude's not good. No, you can't lose and be like, nah, but he's not that good. He didn't do anything. That's why that was my point. I was like, force him to beat you. Force him to beat you. That's all I kept screaming was force that guy to beat you. And they didn't. They had a kickoff that was returned for a touchdown. I think Adrian Peterson had his way. Teddy Bridgewater did okay. I mean, it was just, it was a whole lot of, man, man, whatever, nothing. Teddy Bridgewater's never been that good. But, hey, the division now is uh, don't have to worry about Teddy Bridgewater because now you got Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. I don't care what order you put them in. You know that it's a stacked deck. So, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. we got about 25 minutes before we'll get to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle as we kick off hour number two. The phone lines are wide open like some old school TV antennas. Wilson to the Broncos. What do you think the Raiders should do as a counter move? How do you think they stack up in the AFC West? 69187, keyword r That's the Salmon Ash text line. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Been a heck of a day in the NFL. Boy, oh boy. I say it every day that the storylines never end. And even when there's no games going on, the NFL is still the biggest conversation ever. I mean, it's just like that. It's just every day the NFL dominates the the headlines one way or the other. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is upset somewhere. He has the big news. Four years, $200 million, about $153 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed. And then all of a sudden, the Broncos say, hold my beer. We got you. Mr. I want attention, man. I want to be canceled this bad. When I ever get canceled, Q, make sure $200 million is following me. <laughs> hey, look, man. My you, freedoms are being taken away. You could call whatever. 153 call million. Call me what you want. You give me $200 the million. The liberal mob is tearing me down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Geo hit us up. Q, with Danger Russ, I guess the AFC West is effectively the best division of football. I have no problem saying that. I have no problem co-signing that. That's the one thing I do know is the AFC West just got that much tougher. And look, it wasn't no slouch to begin with. I mean, it already was a tough division. Now it's gotten that much 
more tough. So uh, now with the news of Russell Wilson, I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. We got some good people lined up on the Raider Nation listener line. Also got some good texts on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What would you like to see the Raiders do as a counter move? And how do you think that they stack up in the AFC West? Mailman Raider said, my counter move would be grab a huge inside presence on the line. We need to keep pressure on just Wilson, on not just Wilson, but the other two quarterbacks in the division. Okay, I like that. We've been talking about huge offensive or defensive presence by way of the draft. We've been talking about Jordan Davis. Is that a possibility? I, I, this is my counter. I mean, I, I've said it a few times, done a couple of radio interviews already before today's show. The Raiders need to go and address that defense in a major way. The secondary needs to really be addressed. Again, Casey Hayward's nice. I hear that apparently it's going to come down to the Colts, uh, the Raiders, and maybe one other team. I don't remember what the other team is, but I don't know, man. I think you need somebody who's going to going to create turnovers. That's hey, just me. And I know, like, looking in the division, Tyron Matthew looked like the Chiefs ain't valuing, bro. Right. They they think they're going to let you walk. Right. Well, yeah. Come they, over here and find a better deal. They uh they already franchise tagged Orlando Brown, so they can't uh they can't hold on to him as well. They can't franchise uh the Honey Badgers. So we'll see what they end up doing. He's getting a little bit older in the tooth. He uh he uh, to me looked like he took a little bit of a step backwards last season, but he's still a hell of a player. Still a hell of a player and knows the division very well. Uh just when Wendy hit us up, Salmon Ash Text Line 69187, AQ and Demond. So, the AFC West will be the top in division and passing stats, right? New name, the Air It Out Effing Conference. <laughs> I had to be careful with that. I didn't want you to have to hit the dump button. Please move draft focus to DBs and keep Casey Hayward. That's from Just Win Wendy. And you might have to go and keep Casey Hayward and still address the DBs. Get one in free agency, <clears throat> JC Jackson, who the Patriots did not franchise. I repeat, did not franchise tag him, so he will be available by way of free agency. So that's something to pay attention to. Allen in Vegas said, get them on some gloves because that phone is on fire. Can't even get through. I heard that, Allen. Well, the reason you can't get through is because I haven't gone to the phone lines yet. That's on me. (laughs) 702-365-9200. That's a good nudge right there. Q, get on it. Raider Mike, you're up first. What's up, brother? Wow. The AFC West is now a bloodbath. I mean, it's going to be spectacular. And I agree with you. It has to be defense. If Jordan Davis isn't there, you trade back. Because this is a defensive-heavy draft. And we've got nines in that front office now, which was our first counter move. Ziegler. Coach. They know how to draft. They've proven it over and over in uh, New England. So then you sign J.C. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, and if you can, you pull Brandon Cooks and Allen Robinson because that's that cost would equal what Devontae would have equal roughly. I think we can pull that. If Jordan Davis is there, don't trade back though, because can you imagine him with Max and Unique? That pass rush would be ferocious. Almost unstoppable. And he reminds me of Chester McLaughlin. Ah, that, Big that Chester. a bad man. Yep, Big Chester. Anyway, that's all I got today. Keep up the good work, boys. Peace. All right, thank you, Raider Mike. Appreciate you. Let's hustle back up and go to uh, Fargo Raider. You're on. De- you're up next. What's up, brother? Hey, Kevin Devon. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, we got to go and get uh, JC or Stephon Gilmore so he can bring our guys up to speed on – 
on what what this new regime is trying to do. And, you know, car people might go for a car, but car doesn't play defense, you know, and neither does anybody on the offensive side. So to address an offensive move that a rival team just made, we're going to need to go defense. Another thing we need to do is go for that, go for, like you said, an interior push. We need mm-hmm. an interior push. And we need to find a linebacker that can spy and cover and hopefully even sometimes cover a tight end. Because these guys, when the when the center of our uh, D-line opens up, which it inevitably does, they always take off down the middle and they gash it. So if we can't shore up that, that uh, interior D, we need to find a linebacker that can cover space fast and shut down those runs before they gash us like they have in the past. Um and a quick little thought. I was just wondering, do you think that this uh, that the rust move kind of derailed the Ro- Rogers exodus? I have a feeling he might have wanted to go to Denver and get out of uh, Green Bay. But since they worked out that deal faster, maybe he had to opt in to, opt to stay in Green Bay. I don't. I'm just, you know. You got you got some time on your hands there in Fargo. You got some time on your hands. It's cold. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, hey, thank you. No doubt. Thank you for the call. No, I don't. I don't think. Look, I'll tell you right now. We've been saying it here for weeks. I don't think that that Aaron Rodgers was ever leaving Green Bay. We've always we've all said here on the show that the best chance for him to win is right there in Green Bay. And John McClain, who we have coming up at the top of the hour, he's been saying it for weeks that he doesn't think that Aaron Rodgers or or Devontae Adams were going to get out of Green Bay. And and I don't either. Again. I thought it was a great idea for the Raiders to go make a move for Aaron, uh, for uh, uh, Devontae Adams. It'd be a great weapon for Derek Carr. But honestly, they're not going to bring back Aaron Rodgers, give him that kind of money, and then let Devontae Adams walk. It's just not going to happen. I didn't believe a word. Oh, he was thinking about retiring. No, no, da, no. Da, 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 da. No, that he goes back so to the money, dog. He just wanted the attention. Now, he just wanted the money. He yeah. don't, I don't even think, like, everyone says attention, attention, attention. It's not about the attention. Oh, okay, okay. It's nobody, about the money. Yeah, ain't nobody turning down $200 million. It's about the money. The, the attention will, will get the money. Because now everyone's talking about it and making it sound like it's a real possibility. But exactly. it's not the, the the bottom line is not, hey, I just want people looking at me. I want people to know that I'm I, I'm serious so I can get that extra money. That's that's what I think. It's all always about the money. What does John McClain say? It's always about the money. Uh Passionate Raider, you're on deck. Up first, we got Alan in Vegas who got everything going on the phone lines. What's up, Alan? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Chilling. Uh, I will take the other side of the thought, I think we got to bolster up the offense. Okay. The thing is, with the Chiefs, uh, Andy Reid and company are always finding ways to score. I mean, they can put up 42 points, no problem. Russell Wilson in Denver, he's going to open up their offense because they have the receivers. They've got the tight end game. They can run the ball. And for us, with the Raiders, we got to get Derek Carr, another receiver, that can go downfield, that can open up Waller, that can open up Renfro, and open up that running game. I mean, yeah, we can sign a defender or two to try and stop what they're doing, but, I mean, our offense needs to be able to put up 35, no problem. I mean, I don't want to play that kind of game, but AFC West, it's it's a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. That's a dangerous game to play. That's a dangerous game to play is those shootouts, man. You've got to be able to come up with some stops. Or else there's going to be a lot of those games where you see, uh, you know, Raider Nation rolling out of Allegiant Stadium, didn't have the ball last, didn't win the game. You don't want those. You want to be able to come up with a stop, man. You want to be able to come up with a stop. Like you said, because then a toy cost, a toy cost, yeah, coin, coin, coin flip. toss, yes, yep, a coin toss, yeah, coin toss, woo. 
Yep. In overtime, and then you out of it. Right. And exactly. You wish you'd have somebody on defense. Gotta gotta be able to have someone to stop the stop a, you know the other team from scoring. I think that honestly, I think the secondary needs to be addressed in a major way, and I do think that that defensive line, the interior push. Uh, I'm looking at look. If you can get Jordan Davis in the in the first round, you go get Jordan Davis. If you can get J.C. Jackson in free agency, you go get J.C. Jackson. If you can't go get him, you go get Stephon Gilmore. If you can't go get him, you go get James Bradbury. But you, by no means do you settle and not go and address the defense. That has to happen. If you're the Raiders, you have to have a plan of attack. This is plan A. This is plan B. This is plan C. And this is O-blank plan. Right now, the Raiders need to be on O-blank plan because that division has just gotten that much more difficult. ABA Ivan Davis, you're on deck. Up first, we got Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, guys? What's up, DeMond? What's up, Q? Chilling. Hey, man. When I got off work today and I see my phone lit up, like, man, wow. You know, at first, you know, I called in. It was right at JT time. But after, you know, I sit back and think about it for a while. This is the perfect scenario that, 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 that D.C. and everybody likes to hear and likes to talk about and likes to look at because what's their motto? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So, nobody cares. They better beef that defense up, figure that defense out, Q. That defense better get figured out. Because if D.C. is what everyone thinks he is, what he says he is, the defense can get beefed up. If we can stop their offenses in this West, AFC West, we should be able to score points because not every one of the teams are that beat up on defense. We've scored on them teams. The only team we have a problem with is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, so we beat that defense. I mean, even if we got to trade up or do something, man, I really want sauce on this team, man. <laughs> I really want sauce I sold him. <laughs> on this team and still take J.C. Jackson. So now that Derek and these guys see what's happening, Hopefully, everyone's going to sit back right now. They're going to go have dinner, and let's put, let's get paid. Everyone's going to get paid. But let's come into this season with the damn chip on our shoulder and not worry about what everyone else is talking about and come out in the silver and black and kick some ass. That's what I want to talk about, Q. That's what this team needs to be worried about. That's what we need to be focused on. Who cares who's over there? Who cares? Let's go, Raiders! Mama has surgery tomorrow, Raider Nation. Please say a prayer for her. 10.45 Central Time, man. It's a big surgery tomorrow, man. Just please say a prayer for my mama tomorrow, man. I love you guys, man. Have a great day. Got you, my man. Got you. Great call. I love it, man. My man got fired up. He, he, he got to a peak. He got to a peak, and then it just, like, exploded. It's like I, I felt the buildup coming. I didn't know if I should run with him, if I should cheer him on. I mean, seriously, I was about to be like, yeah, I was going to be the hype man. But then I realized Passionate Raider didn't need no hype man. I like that. Let's get one more quick call in. Let's go out to the five and dime. ABA, Ivan Davis, what's on your mind, brother? Thanks for taking my call. Man, I almost choked on my food. I heard something like yada, 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 Denver Broncos trade. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm Googling <laughs> trying to figure out what you're talking about. And I, I figured I thought it was Aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you. Then I saw Russell Wilson. I'm like, oh, man. So to answer your question, uh, there's no choice. I mean, they can't be confident and not address the defense. I would move Hobbs in an emergency. You can move Hobbs to corner. People forget about that. Hobbs was a good corner. Mm-hmm. And that's not what he normally played, but he could play corner right. in a pitch. And he did that in preseason and did very, very well. Okay. And so you could do that, but I wouldn't do that. I'd leave him at safety. 
Okay, and uh, you got to address Slide. both Slide. the corner and the defensive tackle because they go hand in hand. Tackles get the pressure, corners get the pitch. So you got so you got to do both of them actually. So so both people are right. Whoever said corner and whoever said D tackle, you got. I'm mean, going to have to address it. I say most of our picks is going to have to be in the defense because the play calling alone. I think it's going to fix the offense. We were already scoring points. Now that we got a, a superior play caller, that's only going to go up. Okay, and so I'm not saying not approve. You got a chance to improve it, do it. But the focus got to, it's got to be on defense now because the quarterbacks in, the, in this division now are among the best in the National Football League. And that includes Derek Carr. I mean, there's no break when you play in the AFC West. So look for a lot of the Monday night football games. I think it's going to be on TV. It's going to be a lot of AFC. I mean, because all of them are primetime matchups now. Every single one of them are primetime matchups. Good okay. stuff. Okay, and so anyway, that's all I got to say. Oh, by the way, last thing. Uh, there's an ABA team now in Henderson called the Silver State Tigers. Okay, okay. So you guys are going to be coming out here to play? Uh, it's, a, it's a new team. Okay, I'm 20% owner of it, but uh, we're trying to keep it under wraps. But I just I kind of want to throw it you out there. You just told everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I not yeah, it's a little backwards, but I just want to get you know, a little pub because it's it's going to be a real. It's going to be. I mean, she chose Henderson, and uh, we'd love to uh, talk to you about it eventually uh, regarding uh, advertisement and stuff. Yeah, one of your partners. Yeah, let me let me know I'll, how. I'll, let me know. Hey, hit me, hit me up. Uh, let me know how I could be a part of that because I, I definitely would love to be a part of that in a major keep it way. On the low. Yeah, keep it on the low. I ain't Don't gonna tell nobody, nobody else. else I ain't gonna tell nobody else. Hey, man, everything is coming to uh, coming to the seven zero two right. ABA Ivan Davis, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Two forty five is the time. We'll come back with your calls, more of your calls, more of your texts. I know we got some on deck. We got uh, Houston and LA on deck for sure. We got a couple more lined up as well. We'll get to both of you guys and some more before we close out the hour. This is Rare Nation Radio nine twenty. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Got to start this, this quick segment off. And we got John McClain from the Houston Chronicle coming up at 3 o'clock. Talk all things NFL. We'll talk Rodgers. We'll talk Adams. We'll talk Wilson. We'll talk Ridley. Got a lot to talk to John about coming up at 3. Got a text message on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. This one has to do with... The last call we got before we took a break, that was from ABA Ivan Davis. And I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll read the text first, and I'll tell you what I'm not going to lie about. First time I've ever heard someone on the throne during his call, flush and all, all that was missing was the grunting. I'm not going to lie. There was like halfway through ABA Ivan Davis's call, I was thinking, damn, is my man in the bathroom? But then he started talking about the basketball team, and I forgot. So it like threw my concentration off. But then we saw this text message, and I thought, oh, man, did, did, did I, miss, I missed the flush. I didn't hear the flush. Did you hear the flush? I didn't hear it at all, man. I mean, I heard a lot of moving around, moving and rumbling around and all that. I, I did, did hear too. all that. I thought, but he I, thought he like I, I thought he was at the taco truck. Exactly. Your bathroom never came to my mind. It, I mean, it did. It, it slightly came to my mind. And then I heard, and I thought he was at the taco truck. I thought he was ordering uh, three carnita tacos to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know I know my order. Oh, yo, you know I got my order down, dog. Y'all said this man was in the bathroom. I, just, y'all, it's, it's, it's my man from the 408 or whoever texted in from the 408. That's San Jose. But anyway, I just thought I had to bring that up. Because when you the caller, you can't put us on hold. Right. Can't put us right, on right, mute. Right, right, like, right. Yeah, Q, what do you think real quick? Right, Put right. it on mute. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people have me on the phone and they're in the bathroom. It's like, dude, you can't you can't call me and then this, go to the call, bathroom. This call couldn't wait. Yeah, it's like, dude, 
Dude, you can always say, hey, man, let me call you right back. Like, that's cool. I'm okay no, with no, that. no, no, no. It'll take 30 seconds at the max. No, I mean, that's, I'm so I'm so okay <laughs> with you calling me back, you know? But like, it, just, just 30 seconds, you can't wait 30 seconds? <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to go to the bathroom with you on the phone. I'm not going to be like, eh, they'll never notice. No, you will. Because I know me in the bathroom, you know what I mean? Sometimes, no, but that's why you got to put them on mute when you're doing this. Like, no, you just, just like, you just politely say, hey, dog, hey, bro, I'll talk to you later. Like, if you was just, like, you were just talking, yeah, Q, so what do you think about... What do you think about what someone so put you on mute real quick? No. Do 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 do. Quick no. thirty seconds. You know what you and say? Hope that you stretch it out. No. Hope that you have enough to talk about in that thirty like, seconds. Like I know Q, I'll just ask him a question and he'll just go. <laughs> he'll keep talking. No. You know what you do? This is the question you ask. Hey Q, how about I call you back in about five minutes? I got to handle some business. All right, cool. Thirty. Se- I don't need five minutes. That's fine. And what if you don't pick up when I call back? Then I, I didn't value your conversation anyway. Then you exactly. know that it wasn't worth it. That's why I was like, I got Q on the line. I got, I got to. You know, got to keep it on. I know who we do have on the line. Big Jose in San Jose. Welcome to the show, brother. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, folks? I'm up here at the Starbucks, and I got to do this thing where I got to open my car door because I just got my my whip all nice and clean. And if you roll down that window through the drive-thru, you get that streaks on the, yeah. On the window. Yeah, don't oh, do that. Man, don't no. do that. That's the worst. No. That's the worst. So we get, yeah, so we got to... um. We got to go get J.C. Jackson and either Akeem Hicks or Kalei Campbell, bro. Okay. That's what we need right there. Okay. That's what we need right there because the, you, get them both. You know what I mean? Get them both because we got that quarterback division. Where we got we got we got them guys that are half rabbit. You know what I mean? They run. Right. Right. So, I got uh, you. That's that's what that's what we need right there. So much love from the Bay. Peace out. All right, man. Nation. There you go. Hey, man, get your uh, order on there at Starbucks, man. Look, we done been to the taco truck. We done been at Starbucks. We done been in the bathroom. I mean, man, this has been an active first hour. I'm trying to tell you. Let's go back out to the Bay. Let's talk to our guy Lester in the Bay. What's up, Lester? Welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? Yeah, uh, don't worry. I ain't going to be flushing. I may get in a car accident, but I ain't going to flush. Don't get no but accident. I, uh, don't do that. <laughs> we ain't got no insurance around here. Hey, you know, yeah, that's, yeah it's, this is what it's coming down to. Is that yeah? You got to get interior pressure, defensive line help uh, over here. I mean, Jordan Davis. You know, I like him. Uh, now it's like, man, either him or Wyatt with that pick at twenty-two. I mean, Jordan Davis might even let be there at twenty-two now. Yeah. After him going crazy at the combine with his size, uh, but his teammate Wyatt is just as good. Or Trayvon Walker. Any one of those Georgia guys would be great picks. Um, you know, the J.C. Jackson thing. I think that's almost a given, a must now. I mean, you got to go out there and get them. Uh, it'd be great to keep Casey Hayward on a value deal if we can, but if it doesn't happen, then we get J.C. Jackson. But I also think we got, I mean, our deep coordinator, I and mean, we got to value a couple other linebackers that are rangy linebackers that can cover, mm-hmm. and, and, and they, they, they're rangy and can fly over the football field to, to go with Perryman and go with Diablo because that's what you're going to need. You're going to need guys that are rangy in the secondary right there, you know, in the linebackers that are versatile. So you know, hopefully we look at that, get a right tackle, Add a weapon, you know, DJ Chark or Allen Robinson, and you can still add a, a speedster like in the third round of the draft. So let's get it going. Build the old lines and D-lines and add a couple of vets in the secondary. All right. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And and that's what it's going to come down to, man. I mean, really, that defense has got to be uh, – uh, it's got to step up. It, it really has. The, the Raiders have their work cut out for them. Dave Ziegler and company have their work cut out for them. They've got to figure out the right blend of veterans – Guys that you can go get in free agency. And look, the other thing is something I talked about on yesterday's show, and I know we only got a couple minutes, but we got to take a quick break. I talked about it yesterday. The Raiders only currently right now have about $17 million in cap space. You can't go out and be a big-time player next week if you're using post-June 1st money, right? 
You know, I mean, it's not a credit card. It's not a credit card. You can't be like, hey, I'm going to go sign J.C. Jackson. Here's my black card. We'll pay it off after June 1st. You can't do that. You've got to have the money to be able to do that. So if they're going to be aggressive in free agency, they got to get aggressive right now. $17 million is not a lot to play with. I know there's ways to structure. I hear that all the time. But at the bottom line, $17 million is $17 million. It's not a whole lot. Let's put it like this. The Broncos, even after the move that they just made for Russell Wilson, still have $29 million in free agency money. That's a big difference. There's a couple moves that could be made. The Raiders could trade a couple guys if, if, if there's trade partners to get that money off their books, but they've got to be able to have that money to be able to spend that money. So it's something to think about. And we'll talk salary cap as well when we talk to John McClain. We'll talk to John McClain next. He's coming up from the Houston Chronicle. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.